everyone. Welcome to episode 282 of This Is Whole Life. We are in number five of our Love Is series, and we have stopped asking, for the moment at least, what love is not, but what it is. And this week, it's flexible, and there's another word. What was the other word? Selfless. Selfless. Man, that sounds like a tall order, and we haven't even gotten started on it. Hmm. But I have heard that we have a new movement about, a new Bible translation that's gaining some traction right now, at least at Whole Life Church. I'm not sure how far outside our walls we've gotten so far. The KWP. Ken, tell us a little more about this. Oh, it's a uh, translation that has been worked on with a lot of love, diligence. Uh, it's a kind of translation that we brought to you by, you know, somebody with an undergraduate degree in public relations probably. So Is that, they, that really? Yeah. yeah. Is that a qualification for a Bible translation? Do you know? I you mean, know, I don't think there has been one like that yet. So I think it was time for that to come about. One. That's what I think. So, you yeah. Know. I mean, I just feel like, you know, <laughs> what, what, what we need is the Ken Wetmore paraphrase. It's really what we need. I don't even think we need it. I know we need it. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, at any rate, this week, the KWP, otherwise known as the Ken Whitmore paraphrase of 1 Corinthians 13.5 said, love or God is selfless and flexible. And Ken, he doubled down on it. He said, God wants us to be flexible and selfless as we go about our lives. And, you know, I, the first thing I thought of, and it, it was really not selfless, and it wasn't flexible <laughs> in the least bit, but I was like, man, doesn't this just make me a doormat for people to kick on their way by? Well, that's, that's what I was hoping you would take away from that, that it, so, was it? <laughs> because I have some things I need you to do. So, so, you have yes, some projects? So I'm glad, yes, I have a couple, so oh, I'm glad that you were paying attention. I was paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for these projects because we know that – and we've already concluded even in this series alone and I'm sure before that, that we are nowhere – well, we're not and we're nowhere near like Jesus. So are there boundaries with this? I would hope so. I think that um, I think that there's some people who make selflessness a a call to martyrdom. Um, oh, and so yeah, I think there are boundaries on what we do. On the other hand, I think that probably if you're like me, you're not getting too terribly close to being used like a doormat too much. Um, I think most of us probably aren't in too much danger of that. So, but I think that selflessness, flexibility. I think that we would do well to stop and just think a little bit about about the motivations behind the things that we do and whether or not they are benefiting others or whether they're primarily meant to be benefiting ourselves. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat here because <laughs> your next quote that I had was, Selflessness is easy <laughs> until you have to do something you don't want to do. <laughs> right. So that makes me immediately think that what you just said is if we're watching to see who is this benefiting, yeah, we're probably not really in any danger of being a doormat, are we? And probably not. Ah, see, that, that's not. kind of what I figured. Okay. Well, does that also then mean that selflessness requires something we don't want to – I mean, does it require something we don't want to do? Or can we be selfless in things that we might enjoy? I'm sure that we can be selfless. And I think that we all have the things that we really truly enjoy doing. Like, you know, let's just say you enjoy chopping wood and, you know, your next door neighbor needs wood oh, chop. Yeah. So you could be yeah. over there chopping wood and, and enjoying that. Who doesn't um, love a good chainsaw afternoon? I, I don't like chainsaws. I'll be honest with you on that. Really? Uh, no. Oh. 
Okay. I'm left-handed. They're not made for left-handers. They're not. They're not. Is there not a left-handed chainsaw? Not that I'm aware of. Maybe they're out there and hmm. maybe one of our listeners will set me straight on that. But uh, I come from a long line of woodcutters and you are correct. I don't know anyone left-handed that I've ever seen use a chainsaw before. Or no. they, or they've done it. I've used right-handed. a chain, yeah. I've, I've used a chainsaw before. Do you but just do it right-handed? Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how do you? The other option. How do you is, start it though? I couldn't start a chainsaw uh, left-handed. It's tricky. You 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 learn things as left-handed. But we're getting off topic, aren't we? we, we about are getting being off selfless. Topic, but so <laughs> my point, <laughs> the point of all of this was: uh, Can you do things that are selfless that are that you enjoy? I think so. I think so for sure. But I think that a lot of times, the real call is when it's something that you don't enjoy. Hmm. I think that that's yeah. the real kind of test of selflessness because if you're enjoying it, there's there's this idea that you're actually probably getting something out of it um, in yeah. some some form or fashion. But I also don't think our life has to be a, one of doom and gloom and just never enjoying our life yeah. and, and whatever else. But there's nothing wrong with enjoying it and being selfless. Right. Right. No, of course. Well – you know, a lot of times we talk about as Adventists, we kind of have this Adventist speak. We've got this this language. We've got a subculture kind of all to ourselves. And foot washing. Now, anyone that knows the story of Jesus and knows the story of the Last Supper, which seems to be kind of the place that a lot of people know about Jesus, the things like, oh, well, it's the Last Supper. Eh, people have at least heard of communion. But I don't think a lot of people – Think about the foot washing the way Adventists do. And it's always been kind of a weird – like as a kid, I hated it. I'm like, oh, do I really have to do this? Just as a kid or – Just as a kid. Okay. And then and then as I grew into like a teenager, yeah, I just avoided right. it for the most part. And then I didn't go to church for a long time, so I really avoided it. But coming back, I was married. And yeah. so I thought, well, this isn't so weird. I mean this is what you do for someone that you love. But that's a kind of a – that's kind of a short side. Even though Jesus loved his disciples and I love my wife, that's not exactly the point of why we should want to do this or we should partake of it or what we're getting out of it. Yeah, I think Pastor Jeff makes some good points about this. Uh, earlier today he was talking about this. And um, I think that one of the probably more meaningful things you can do, although I would also say difficult, is to actually wash the feet of somebody who you're, you're <clears throat> having some struggles with. It's something that I've encouraged in, in other churches that I've pastored is to to go find somebody that you need to have reconciliation with and wash their feet and have them wash your feet. And that can be a very powerful thing. It can be also a very awkward thing because it's such a vulnerable experience. And within our culture, foot washing is not a thing. I mean, no. we just don't do it on any level generally. Most Christian churches do not practice this in a, a regular way. Seventh-day Adventists have chosen to. And as awkward as it can be, I think that it actually has, in my life, created a richer understanding of, of humility, humbling yourself around those that, that can be difficult. And so I'm glad, as, as awkward as it can be, I'm glad it's something that we, we practice and that we do. Um, I think it's worthwhile. Man, I just had someone pop up in my head. That uh, would be very awkward if I were to approach them and yeah. say, "Hey, let's uh, let's let bygones be bygones," and or maybe let's not. Or how would you approach that? I mean, because that's a yeah. I don't know if I just walk up to somebody and say, <laughs> "I have a problem with you. Let me wash your feet." Um, they, they might, especially if you've been talking about chainsaws recently, they might not be very no. interested in that conversation. But uh, but in all seriousness, I think 
that one of the things that can be that can be healing is if you've had a chance to say, hey, you know, we're not getting along or we've had this issue and I'm not here to try to resolve the issue, but I would like mm, to wash you your go. feet and tell you that as a fellow creation of God, I love you. I care about you. And I would like to see it worked out. I'd like to see us be able to be in positive relationship here. And so, like I said, I think it would be uh, something that you would want to have a conversation with them and just say, hey, I'd like to wash your feet when they give you a real weird look. And you just say, well, you know, I feel like our relationship hasn't been where I would like it to be. And I was wondering if you would let me wash your feet just as a symbol of what what I'd like to to see. Even if it doesn't change anything. Yeah, it might not change anything, but you've, you've given it the opportunity. And I've seen it. There's sometimes some very powerful conversations that can kind of come out of that. Earlier, I was part of that conversation <laughs> when Jeff was here. And that was when you really stop and think about it, there could be some really cool things that came from that. It would be very awkward, but it also makes you think, man, if you can pull that off, putting yourself in this awkward position and offering that olive branch – even for whatever part is received, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, I think in this whole message, part of what was just so different, and Stanley mentioned it during the Q&A that he was expecting, you know, you guys need to need to be more flexible and you, 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 know, you need to be more selfless and it was going to be more of a, a look at ourselves internally, which it was. But the way that you came at it was different than any way I've ever heard somebody come at the Last Supper, foot washing. You had the story of your agape feast with uh, with Wes, the doctor, and Rick, the homeless man, and Glenda, the person that brought said homeless man to the agape feast. Yeah. And if you if you didn't see the message, please don't miss it because I think – when you listen to that story, and it was very clear on your face that this left a significant mark on your life. Yeah, for sure. And then it seemed like that situation or that event also changed kind of how you looked at how Jesus dealt with his disciples, the same rotten feet, just in total service and just humbling yourself to be the person that's going to do what nobody else wants to do, even though you're the person, at least in Jesus' case, that was not supposed to right. do it, right? I mean, I'm not saying that right. we should do it because we probably are the person that should do it. But to think about all of those moving parts and how even a woman couldn't be in that day and age where their rights were very minimum, the husband couldn't tell her he she had to wash his feet. I, I right. that was that was crazy, and then to think about Jesus washing all twelve disciples' feet and how long that would have taken, and we know the tension. If you put yourself in that space, and you invited us to do that, was to put yourself in this space and and feel the tension and feel all these different emotions, and that was really eye opening to think if Jesus and we know Jesus did that, but when he did it that way. Ignoring all the rest, didn't care what anybody thought, and was just like, I'm going to lead in this moment. And even though we're not Jesus and we're the ones that should do it, it's still so odd, not just foot washing, but really serving someone and humbling yourself to be that person that's just going to do it no matter how ugh, how bad that job might be. Wow. That was and just a different about look. That, yeah, and to think about it as being a metaphor as well, I think that's just another really – important thing to understand that it's it's the foot washing is a metaphor it is a metaphor for service it's a metaphor for 
loving those that are unlovable. Yes, yeah. it's a, it's a metaphor for serving those who will not be grateful, who won't understand right away. Mm. And so that metaphor, I think that we can get caught up in the symbolism and the ritual. But what we don't want to miss is the point, the, the, the real point that's being made here, and that is this, this idea of service to people who are going to be ungrateful, who aren't going to understand it, and when you really aren't the one who should have to be doing it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times in life where you're not the one who, you know, it's not your fault that somebody forgot to do this or didn't do that, and you can either help or you can be the one that stands on the side and goes, well, somebody should have done this and not my fault it didn't get done, so nobody's going to be upset with me if I don't do it. Yeah. But yeah, we're just reminded of just how Christ, uh, you know, the creator of the whole world said he came to serve, not to be served. And uh, if that was his mentality, that's a good mentality for us to 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 do our best to, to <laughs> embrace best. as much as we can. And, and, and I think that, again, I think that we undervalue failure. You know, in the story that I told, I was the failure in this story. I mean, I'm I'm the failure. I'm the guy who would never have invited Rick to come. I'm the guy who didn't wash Rick's feet. I'm the guy who was annoyed that Rick was messing with with a very carefully planned service that I had that I'd gone through and planned to be special. That's that's me. And yet through that experience, I also grew. And so I think that, you know, the whole phrase to, to fail forward is important. And, and I think that we sometimes feel like we have to be that, you know, oh, I failed. I let God down by not, you know, doing this or doing that. And I think that rather than wallowing in, in me and what oh, and making it about me failing and me doing this, it's like it's just an opportunity to go, hey, next time I could do better. I reckon it's good. Hey, at least I recognize that I didn't do it right. <laughs> let's let's try to go ahead and, and change it for next time if yeah. we can. And if we don't next time, there's a time after that, you know. Yeah. So we just, you know, just pick ourselves up, dust our knees off and get back at Jesus' business. I like that. I think the other part was it made me think of, well, because I was putting myself in your shoes going – I'd like to think I'd been the one that would have washed his feet, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have been because I would have been like you. Uh, my wife plans all these great things, prayer experiences, and uh, many times we were looking at each other as you uh, were preaching. Many times we've set up for a really elaborate agape feast, and they're they're very powerful. They're very they're very moving. They're spiritual, and it's a great exercise for us to do. But to find the same excuse where when you said, well, somebody ought to go over there and wash that, you know, wash his feet. And I'm like, yeah, that would have been me. Like I didn't invite him. He doesn't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. He's cussing he up. He doesn't even want his feet washed. Yeah, Come he, on already. He's cussing up a storm. He don't yeah. want to be here. And we shouldn't be subjecting the other people to this. And I'm thinking yeah. all these things come into my head and I'm like, yeah, I went to down it. I went, I went to Ben West either. And then I think maybe those are some of the warning signs when we come into a situation where it's like, well, why am I making excuses for not doing it? Maybe I just need to realize I'm making excuses and just go, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Is, is there a wrong way mentally to go into being selfless? Like, I don't want to do this. I know I should because this is what Jesus would want me to do. And we should do it with a happy heart. But if I start with the maybe not so happy heart, but I just do it, is that a bad thing? I think it's a. I think it's it a. I, no, I think <laughs> the Lord loves a cheerful giver, but there's <laughs> there's sometimes that we're not very cheerful, and I think that sometimes 
some people might be surprised, but I, I am not like I have to psych myself up to go to big group gatherings and things like that. I tend to be more of an introvert by nature. I'm happy to stay home, read a book and, you know, hang out there. And what always will surprise me is I'll be like, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go. Then I'll get there and I'll have a really good time. Really good time. And, yeah. and once it's over. And I think that sometimes part of of selflessness is just taking that first step towards it. And then you're and then once you do it, you're like, Yeah, that that was good. That was worth it. That I see the value there. But I think sometimes just pushing ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone and what it is that we normally think is is what we want to do. I think that there's a lot of value sometimes in just, just taking the step and then you're like, yeah, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And Yeah, I like that. Well, and one of the more powerful things that you said, you said Jesus was willing to give up his eternity, not so that we would be forced to have eternity, but so that we could choose whether or not we want to accept. Jesus was willing to die forever so you could choose because love doesn't demand its own way. And you try to read that and somehow put a spin of humanity on it and go, no, 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 no. I mean, if, if I'm God, I'm going, wait, 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 wait. If he has to die, then you better say yes, because that's my kid. That's mm-hmm. And that was a real changer for me. Again, these are things that we know, but in maybe just not communicated in the same exact way. And that that to me, I mean, I'm, I looked around and I was not the only person who was wiping tears out of my eyes because then you go, well, I well, I know I stink at this and I'm probably going to continue to not be great at it. But even if I get one right once in a while, I mean, he did it so you could choose. And that's just like, OK, I'm choosing. I, how do you say no to a gift that large yeah. and amazing that we can't even really wrap our minds around? So, again, if you missed the message, please swipe up in today's show notes. Right underneath the contact information, there is a link that will take you to Speaking of grace, on the top seven platforms that we're on, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can search for Speaking of Grace and don't miss the message or go to wholelife.church and you can watch it live. Maybe that's the best one because Ken was – the whole message was just in a different format than than I was used to for this story and it was very, very impactful. And so I, I would suggest not missing it. All right. Let's check out our questions from the Q&A. We didn't get through them all. We got a couple here. Corbin asked, saying God loved to forgive us so much he killed himself doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oftentimes I feel the same way, that it doesn't make sense. That- yeah, it is It is one of those things that I don't think humanly makes sense. I just got done listening to a podcast called After the Fall. That's the story of the FBI's involvement before 9-11, during 9-11, and after their investigation afterwards. Fascinating podcast highly recommend good listen but what one of the one of the stories that really came out of that that applies to what Corbin is saying is this uh, fireman who was on his day off on 9/11 and his ladder company went to the twin towers and he had been scheduled to go play golf with his brothers or something like that and I wish I could remember the guy's name but it was his day off and he immediately grabbed his gear that he kept with him. He drove towards the the World Trade Center and couldn't get there. You know, I got stuck because of traffic. And so he actually put on his full kit. I can't remember how many pounds the oh, yeah. full fireman's kit was, but it was like it was like maybe 30 pounds or more. 
and he ran three miles to get to the trade center. That doesn't make sense to me. No. It doesn't make sense to me to, to see because all these guys knew that they were going into an incredibly dangerous situation. Uh, they knew that. And I, I'm sure they all were hoping they were going to come out just fine. But those guys put their life on the line. And they willingly went in there. And that doesn't really make sense. And, and I think that to, to maybe the point that Corbin's trying to make, God didn't m- murder his son and Jesus didn't take his own life. We took it. Humanity did that. And the incredible thing is that instead of running away from it, God ran towards it. God ran towards us and offered up his life. He gave it freely to us. He he lived to show us who he was, and then he was willing to allow us to do our worst to him um, because he cares about us and because he wants to be in a relationship, because he wants us to know that he truly loves us as we are. Um, and to me, that's the grace and mercy of God. And so I don't. I agree. It doesn't make it doesn't, sense. Yeah. Um, but it is beautiful. Yeah, I think that this week, the message, the way you, again that you presented it, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like it doesn't make sense to me even more so when I'm maybe at my at my farthest from from God, and I'm not communicating like I should be. And then when we see something opening and. And sometimes I go, oh, man, the last thing I want to do today is go to church. I just I just don't want to go. I same, you know, I want to go to the party. And then you go and God has something for you that can yeah. only – you can only get in that atmosphere. Right. And then you go, oh, man, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not It's not as uh, – it makes sense now, the love. And mm-hmm. I think that was that was evident. Okay. Pack Milborough. I believe he's one of our lists, our viewers each week that watches live online yeah. from across the pond. He asked, as a Christian of the SDA church, do we have to wash each other's feet? As I find it difficult to do, <laughs> as many of us do, Pac. Thank you for the question. It's a fair question. And uh, I'd say um, <laughs> I'm trying to think about the right way to answer this. Is it something that we have to do? It's something that Jesus asked us to do and 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 be a part of our hands-on learning, if you will. Okay. Um, and so I think it's a good thing for us to do. Is it something that if you don't do it that you aren't going to go to heaven? I don't believe that's the case. But I think it's one of those things that if you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you'll be pleasantly surprised at what God brings back to you and gives to you as you as you do that. And I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a very worthwhile part of our religious beliefs and the things that we do. And after the dying and the choice, and then it's like, I have to wash somebody's feet. That's not so bad. Yeah. It's not Jesus time. There's not poo in yeah. between the feet, the toes. Maybe don't start off with uh, the homeless guy whose feet are <laughs> – oh, maybe don't start there. Maybe you start with, you know – I mean that that is so – that is like the worst case scenario you could ever be presented with to go, this is the choice that I have to make in front of others. And that's a that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. I mean, my heart went out, went out to you as you were as you were telling this story because I resonated on t- so many angles, and I'm just like, oh, that's just a that's yeah. just a terrifying day. All right, our final question is from Zoe, who asks: After you finish with the Love Is series, could you do a series on the other fruits of the spirit? Well, Zoe, I am intrigued by your request, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it right after because we're going into the holiday season. So we're going to be doing a series of 
of uh, sermons that we're calling uh, Simply Thanksgiving and Simply Christmas. And oh. so we're we're going to be talking about uh, just trying to get down to the, the bottom line of what Christmas is about and, and really simplifying what Christmas is. Same thing with Thanksgiving. And then we have the brand new year that's going to start off, and we have a theme that we've picked out for 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ready to broadcast that or not. I don't no, know no. if we are really okay. ready to do that, but we're going to do a series of sermons on that theme. Okay. So, you know. Maybe. What I'd say is while we might not do it right away, I think it's a great idea, and I will definitely uh, be working that out with our worship team, and we'll see where we can put that in because I think that's a, a great series of sermons to do. All right. One of this week's Whole Life Reflections was really less of a question and more of a challenge, which said, take a few minutes each day this week to visualize Jesus' selflessness for you as he willingly went to the cross for you. And as I read that earlier this week, and it's been kind of rolling around in my head, different things that I've realized and some of them I've just talked about here on the podcast. But if there's anything that just because of the message and maybe a new look at how Jesus' selflessness and the cross has changed you or something new that you learned, please share it with us, 407-965-1607 for text message or voicemail. And, of course, email podcast at Church, and I would love to share those next week. Our final thoughts are from the closing to Ken's message. He quoted Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8, and this is the NLT, not the KWP. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Oh, man. We have no hope of being like Jesus. And going on, it says, Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. May we be like Jesus. Wow. He didn't think equality with God was something to cling to. You add that all together, and to me, I'm more in love with Jesus on Tuesday than I was before I arrived to church on Saturday. Awesome. Is that okay? That's what we want. That's what we're looking for. Every day, a little bit more. Feels really good. And that's uh, that's why we do church. That's why we get together. Next week, love is, we're back to a knot. Is not irritable. Oh, I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. Does that that irritate you? That irritates me. Oh, man. Then the sermon will be just for you. (laughs) (laughs) See if we can get back to the expected instead of the uh, the hard right turn. Ask my family. They'll tell you I get irritable. And, you know, fact of life. Okay. Pretty much ask anybody and you'll find out I do. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I do. Okay. Well, then we're in good company. All right. We're going to be in even better company on November the 2nd. Why might you ask? Why? Why? Exactly. I wouldn't know why. Ken told you after second service it was going to be sweet. Something sweet. Don't miss the podcast. Don't we're, miss it. We're going to get together for something sweet. Oh, that something sweet is Monte Gelato in Altamont Springs. Yeah. That's going to happen a week the from- The other side of the highway from the, the mall. Uh, that is correct. It's right next door to the Crate, crate Vine, vine. Mm-hmm. and another something restaurant. Fishy. We, uh, another fishy, and then something else out by the street we won't talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go there. So what we want you to do is we want you to join us for a scoop of the best gelato in, in Altamont Springs. Uh, no, I'd say it's probably the best gelato in the United States. I'm going to say that. Ooh. I'm going to put it there. This, so um, the guy who owns the place— 
is actually from Italy. He brought the equipment that they make gelato in Italy, which Italy has the best gelato anywhere. I think that's a fact. Yeah, and so he brought the equipment, and he also gets his all of his ingredients from from uh, Italy as well. So if you've never had Italian gelato, you can have Italian gelato right here in Orlando. And you can have this free scoop on Pastor yeah. Ken. So we're going to do this starting at 7 p.m., November the 2nd. That is Tuesday. You're listening to this on Wednesday, so it's a little less than a week, but it's really easy to get your free scoop. Here's what you have to do. Simply take a selfie of yourself or have someone else take a picture of you listening to This Is Whole Life. And then post that selfie on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and use the hashtag Whole Life Podcast. Now, if you are not of the hashtag persuasion, that's the old pound sign. If you're right. if you're not aware, yeah. ask somebody younger if you don't know. And then Whole Life Podcast, all one word. Don't leave any spaces. And that will allow me to go online and check and see who is posting their photos with that hashtag. And then when you arrive at the gelato, the Monte Gelato, come up to see Pastor Ken, Pastor Jeff, or myself, and there will be there'll be a secret phrase so that we know you listened. What's that secret phrase, Ken? This is whole life. Is, is that it? it? Is that what it is? It could be. I don't know. Unless you want oh, to change you, it. Oh, see, you, you, you tricked me. See, I wanted to come up with something really <laughs> fancy, fancy, and then you were then, like, no, this no, is whole life. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> you know what? I want to snap a picture right now of, of Randy and I so we can get our free, free gelato, gelato right, there, right, right now taking this. So there you Ooh. go. That's taken right there. He's going to post that. I can oh, tell. I oh, oh, man. Your arm's if, not long uh, enough. It isn't really. Let Did anyone... That's, thought, that's the first time anybody ever said that my arm isn't long <laughs> enough. All right, here we go. One more. There we go. Okay, there we got it. Okay, so right, so we're in. So we're in th- for our scoops. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, the secret phrase could be "I love gelato." Gel- no, I think it should be like "I love the um, this is whole life podcast" or something like that. I don't know. Or gel- this is whole life. This is that's an easy one. To yeah, to say this is whole life. It's just remember the name. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you forget any of this, don't worry. It's in today's show notes. Just swipe up whatever player you're listening Except to. Except for the secret phrase. That's not in there. Right. We're not going to put so that in there. This is whole life. This is whole life is a secret phrase because we want people to listen. So they might see your photo out there. And if they say, hey, is there anything else I have to do? Yeah. You can just say, yeah, you have to do a secret phrase. And we will put that in there. So just you can post it. Just say, don't forget the secret phrase. And yeah. they'll go, what? There you go. So all the details are in. Swipe up in today's show notes to make sure you don't miss a step. See us at 7 o'clock. And we're even going to oh, sweeten yeah. the pot this one is, more this time. This is even more fun. We're actually going to do the podcast live next awesome. week. That's going to be fun. So yep. starting around 7.30, come get your ice cream, then stand by, and you can watch it. Or I think we're even going to give you the opportunity to join in, right? We are. We are. This is going to be, if you've ever been to a church retreat, non-COVID years if you've been, when we used to go to the A-frame, we would do the podcast from the front, and then we had an open mic. So if you had questions, kind of like the Q&A, just bring them right to the podcast, and then you will be on the podcast. And you Boom. can even just come to the Look mic and say something nice. Yeah. We'll allow that. We, In fact, we'd encourage that. Would we? Uh, no, wait a minute. We're nice. Not, we're, nice nice, things, nice yes. things. We're not supposed to be. We're, we're, we're going to be humble. We will be humble. We will be humble. Of course. Of course. Okay. As long as we can pull that off. Again, Monte Gelato, November the 2nd, 7 p.m. That's what you need to know. The rest is in the show notes. And one quick shout out to Gerald, our percussionist extraordinaire. He's always on the chimes. He's on the bongos. He's on the beatbox last week. And he's a regular listener and just came up to me and told me how much he enjoyed the show. And then he challenged me to follow through on something that we've discussed in the past. And so I am going to have a second special something for y'all. 
I don't know how special it is, but it's going to be something different. <laughs> Let's I just feel go there. scared. Can I be honest with you? I feel really scared. <laughs> and it's not going to be this coming Sabbath. It's going to be the week after. So next week, I'll tell you, maybe I'll tell you a little bit more. Maybe I'll tease it a little bit. And so, Gerald, I know you're listening. We're going to do it. Thank you for the little push. And we're going to have a little fun. And I, I think you'll uh, you'll be mildly entertained. I'll laugh. I know that. At least I'll laugh. I think Ken's going to laugh maybe. And uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. So that'll be a week from. Do you think it's going to make me irritable? Probably. Oh no, I don't know. not no. irritable. No, it's going to make you laugh. Uh, I promise. Okay, mm-hmm. that's okay. be fun. <laughs> so don't forget, that's the big surprise. All Gelato right. Tuesday coming up. Swipe up. Check out the details. Post those pictures, and then I'm going to do the same. And I'll so Ken and I'll start it off. We'll get those pictures out there, and we might even just post them to the church accounts, and that way that's those will get idea. out there too. Let's do that. I can do that. Okay. Or actually, I'll send it to you, and you can do that. I can do that. You're, you're well, I'm going to send. You're going to send it to me, and I have access to some, and then I'm going to send them to Phil, and then Phil will take care of that for us. Because Phil is awesome. He is awesome. We love you, Phil. We love you, Phil. And I know that you listen once in a while. So I hope you're listening right now because you're awesome. He, he's going to want gelato. He is going to want gelato. Phil's Phil's a man gelato of many for the taste. whole family. Ooh, could we? Mm. So it's, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you next Tuesday for the live podcast and a little gelato. Have a great week, guys. 